0: Welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student.
1: We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school.
0: My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment.
1: Welcome back. In today's episode, we're joined by Eleanor Shahar, a BDS5 student from the University of Leeds. Thank you for joining us today, Eleanor. Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us, Eleanor. Just to kick things off, quite a direct question, <laughs> but is there anything that sets your dental school apart from the rest?
2: Oh, that's such a good question. Um, probably like a lot of things actually. Um Where do I begin? Location-wise, it's great. Leeds is a great place to be. Um, secondly, it's, um, an integrated master's degree, which means that you get basically a master's and a bachelor's degree. Um, and also start clinical experience right in first year. So I think those three are the main, my top three things about Leeds.
1: They're quite good friends actually
0: yeah that is really interesting and in terms of the master's degree how does that work alongside the the normal bds
2: so in fourth year you start basically designing your own research study you get to pick whatever you want to research into you get to find your own supervisors within the university that can support you and then you just basically carry out whatever you've planned to research and you write it up just like a master's degree and basically write up a disc it's not really that long it's only four thousand words Um, but there are a couple steps before that um and yeah you basically get to just research something that you really are interested in
1: that's so interesting. It's it's actually quite nice that you're given that opportunity to do that as well, because um, it might it might sort of spark an interest in research that you might have not known about. Oh, a hundred
2: percent. I was I never knew I even cared that much about research, but when you're doing your own and you're really interested in something, mm-hmm. it does definitely, like you said, spark an interest.
1: Yeah, and going back to the clinical experience, so you said that you see patients from first years. That. Is that right in saying?
2: Yeah, so in first year, it's mainly kind of orientation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't know how COVID has affected that. But when mm-hmm. I was in first year, we got a lot of kind of exposure in first year, um, just to clinical settings and and whatnot. And then right at the end of first year, you get to see your own, fa- uh, your own patients. You get to start seeing your first patients, mm-hmm. which is really cool, I think.
0: Yeah, it is great to have clinical exposure really early on. And I think that's what, you know, when you start and you're doing a lot of theory, it doesn't feel like you're a dentist until you kind of get that clinical exposure. So it's nice that you guys get that early on. Um, um, what type of things would you be doing with your first patients?
2: Um, Well, mainly sort of just perio. So sort of um, just like quite basic stuff. Um, if you're lucky, you can maybe temporise a tooth with some gic because it's not not too difficult but yeah not nothing nothing made nothing like a root canal treatment or mm-hmm. anything um it's more to kind of get you interacting with the patients and learning how to actually communicate with them um but it's it's really good because straight after first year you feel way more confident and then you've come into second year and you're ready to start doing proper dentistry like fillings mm-hmm. and whatnot and um it's actually worked out really well because a lot of the dental schools during COVID struggled with getting their totals up, um, but those schools that started early on, we didn't really have an issue with totals because we had either met them or we were really, really close to meeting them, which has mm-hmm. you know, worked out really well for us, fifth years at least.
1: Yeah, that has actually worked out mm-hmm. quite nicely for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And what are the clinical facilities like at Leeds?
2: Really, really modern. Um Everything looks really modern actually. Um, you can basically use whatever you want there's a lot of material um, on on connects, um, lots of cool stuff just like a lot of private stuff that you'd see on like a high street dentist dental practice is there. Um, it is really modern inside
0: yeah I think having the modern facilities and learning all of that as you're going through dental school, does set you up for, like you say, practice out with dental school and in the dental practices there. So it's great to hear that the facilities are really modern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just makes everything in the time, isn't it? You know, you're not having to use equipment that's really old and you're never going to use equipment like that after. Yeah. So it's great that Leeds keep up with the time in terms of technology and stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we also have um, these kind of... S- well they're called moogs they're these like simulated machines that you kind of use in the first couple of years of uni when you don't have clinics or when you're not on clinics that day for example you might just go practicing moogs um they're quite cool they kind of simulate what it would be like to drill a real tooth or do a filling or anything like that um it mimics like the feel of dentine the feel of enamel the feel of caries the feel of the pulp like that drop like it mimics mm-hmm. all of the you know the the normal stuff and it's pretty it's mm-hmm. pretty cool actually
1: yeah that sounds quite um advanced like um up the time sort of thing <laughs> yeah these they
2: had them like back in first year when i when i was when i was just coming into uni and i thought that was really cool
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: no that is really cool and so you can practice on them but do you have a clinical skills lab that you practice on phantom Hebs as well
2: yeah of course um actually it's really um it's really annoying because they've only just refurbished the labs and they look stunning but they did that right as as i finished my
1: labs
2: (laughs) so i never got to really experience it but it looks amazing inside
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's nice to hear so um how would you describe the teaching style at leeds
2: i think it would be quite traditional it's um it's not problem based learning mm-hmm. it's not pvl it's more lectures and then clinics mm-hmm. but what i like about the teaching style is that you don't just learn everything in one go and then practice everything in one go you kind of learn one thing like you learn how to do a filling all the like materials about fillings the how to prep the tooth all of that like all of the knowledge for a filling and then you practice it loads and labs and then you can do it on real patients it's not like you learn all of dentistry then you practice it all and then you do that it's very like it's quite structured actually so in third year you start learning about like uh, different techniques of root canals and then you try the different techniques in labs and then now you've got all the techniques under your belt that you can use with your patient so it's it's pretty well structured mm-hmm.
1: in that sense yeah so quite integrated like with regards to like the clinical experience and things as well um 100 so going on from what you were saying how you don't do everything at once would you be able to give us like a a breakdown of like a year by year structure of what you would do just like a summary
2: oh I'll i'll try <laughs> um it's been it's been a couple years but um so first year is a lot of biochemistry um biomed and then maybe some like perio basic perio um treatment and then second year is more like cons so more like fillings um like liners Mm -hmm. and crowns and things like that like basic crowns and and stuff third year is the pinnacle year as we call it in leeds so it's basically like everything you learn everything that's more advanced um and then fourth year is when you basically start doing everything so you can do absolutely whatever you wanted in fourth year um end of third year is basically when you stop learning all the detail in dentistry and you kind of go into um just like the more intricate like kind of specifics of everything that you've learned already um but it's mainly fourth and fifth year are predominantly clinics um third year is when you start at the end of third year is when you start doing you know that you're nine to fives every day mm-hmm. um no more lectures as such i mean you obviously still get lectures but i'd say out of the five days that you're in uni one of them will be lecture day in fourth year and then pretty much nothing in fifth year i haven't got a single lecture Mm -hmm. really this year so that's the structure really progresses you into full days of clinic every day of the week yeah
1: but that sort of um reflects what you'll be doing you know once you graduate as well which is quite nice yeah i think so i would say yeah and do you have opportunities for like outreach at all?
2: Yeah, so our outreach is usually, I mean, it's kind of messed up because of COVID, but it's usually three terms in three different areas of like, not Leeds, but around Leeds. So we've got Beeston, which is five, 10 minute drive from Leeds. Uh, Bradford, which is maybe an hour and rush hour. And then we've got Hull, which is the killer one. And that one's an hour and a half. Away from Leeds, and every term for three terms, so basically a year, you will rotate between those three different outreaches. And it's basically like you go to a hospital in that area with like eight other people, and you just start seeing patients on your own nonstop every day. So you don't assist anyone we've got nurses to assist you and then you just see patient after patient um builds up your speed and and, and obviously because they're different areas you get exposed to different needs so for example in hull it's mainly like tooth wear so heavy tooth wear cases and then in bradford it's mainly like just a lot of fillings and nile cores and crowns and and all that stuff so it's lots of different needs in different areas because of covid mm-hmm. this this year round they have not allowed us to rotate because they just think that if we've you know gotten used to somewhere it's best to just carry that through and they've also reduced it so it's usually once a week um for a term um but because of COVID, they've made it once every two weeks. So we've had to stay there for about four or five terms in total instead of three terms just to make up for it. But that's Mm -hmm. how it usually is anyway.
0: And I think the outreach is a great thing for the universities to offer because as you say, you're working, just seeing patients over and over and it does help to build up your speed and the skills that you've got. Um. And just being away from your own dental school, you know, it's a bit more of a simulation of what it's going to be like when you're no longer at dental school.
2: It's actually really good to um, build up your confidence because when you're in outreach, they kind of expect you to just get on with it. Um, Whereas when you're at uni, even in fifth year, you still have to you know, go up to the cheetah, like say, can I, do you want to, do you want to see my cavity prep? Do you want to see my prep? Can I let the patient go? Like you always have to keep them in the loop, but I don't know, for some reason in outreach, they kind of just let you get on with it and they kind of trust you as a dentist. So you kind of, you explain what you're doing to the cheetah. They're like, okay, cool. Let me know if you have any problems. And then you just get on with it, let the the cheetah know at the end and then that's it. And it's a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'd be quite nice reassuring for yourself to be like, oh yeah, I can do this as well. Definitely.
0: You mentioned earlier in terms of the Masters that the course offers, is that elective? Like, can, do you have to do the Masters component?
2: It's not really a choice. It's not really like integration or anything. Mm-hmm. That would be a choice. Um, the Masters is... If you come to Leeds, you've basically signed up for it. Um, Mm -hmm. you have to do it. You can do it in, in like groups or in pairs, but at the end of the, the kind of master's degree, you have to have your own write-up so you can do a, you can group up and do a research project together. As long as you guys have different aspects of the general Mm -hmm. research that you're doing all together, that's fine.
0: Mm -hmm. And do they offer electives?
2: Um, They used to. It's usually um, fourth year summer, if I'm not mistaken. But you have to basically plan it yourself. It's not something that the university would, you know, give you a list. Here's all the places you can go and pick one. Mm -hmm. It's not really like that. It's more sort of if you want to use your summer, then you have to use at least two weeks of it for the elective that you've chosen and you have to contact the universities on the other end and get in touch with them and sort it out and it's it's sort of all down to you so not many people do it for that reason and also because Mm -hmm. our summers in fourth year are quite short and because it has to be a minimum of 14 days it kind of puts people a little bit off but I I, I mean we Mm -hmm. didn't have that opportunity because it was COVID but if you wanted to you'd have to organize it yourself i do know that they have partnership with some universities in china um which they i think you can apply to do i think it's like two students in your gear can can go and do that um mm-hmm. but yeah obviously because of covid didn't have that that much of a choice
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's nice that that is an option though if somebody if that was a you know a factor somebody was taken into consideration because there are some universities that don't offer it or encourage it so it's good to know about Leeds and you mentioned about um intercalation is that something that Leeds offers
2: yep so you can intercalate um you have to do your intercalation year if you choose to do it before fourth year and you can do it in a range of different things I no, someone in my year did an, a year in ethics, um, mm-hmm. which they really enjoyed. But it's not something as common for dental students as it is for medical students. Just because you know mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't add anything to our foundation years or anything that it would do mm-hmm. for medical students. But it is definitely something yeah. you can do.
0: And I suppose, yeah, if you're very keen to rack up more degrees and you're not happy with getting the BDS and the Masters, then (laughs) go ahead and intercalate. (laughs) Um,
2: I know, yeah, it's crazy. But although I will say, doing an intercalation year does help if you are interested in a research foundation mm -hmm. training post. I never knew this, um, and after my um, newfound interest in research after my uh, Masters, I decided to have a, a little bit more of a, look into the academic posts that you can do in your dft year and they really favor students who have either published already or they have integrated and integration usually means you get to have a bigger chance a better chance of publishing something that you've done or you've helped with which really helps with your academic post application so just as a heads up if you're not only just applying, but if you're in third or fourth year and you're looking to do an academic post for your foundation training, then definitely get on to some publishing ASAP.
1: Well that's good advice to give. Um I didn't know that either. So that is that is good 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 to know. <laughs> <laughs> um so going back to like the university and how they structure their course. What are the exams like? What types do they adapt?
2: So our exams are module based. So we have maybe like seven modules a year max. Um, And we have two exam periods in a year. It's usually like May, June and also Jan feb so we've got those two exam periods and each exam period you'll be examined on three to four modules that you've done and the way the exams are are a mix of mcqs so multiple choice questions and also SAQs, so short answer questions um, and you've often got some sort of spotter for the more clinical exams um, which i think really start in third year and obviously, like the OSKIs and stuff, we all have those. OSKIs usually mm-hmm. start in third year, but I think they might be considering bringing them into second year as well, um, just to pr- get, you know get you practicing for finals and presenting cases in finals. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. OSKIs start in third year, and you get maybe one OSKI in third year and one OSKI in fourth year. You also get another medical OSCE in fourth year, which is different from the dental OSCE, um, because fourth year you do a big, big medical module. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's mainly modules and three to four per exam period, two exam periods a year, and MCQs and SAQs mixed. So it's quite intense, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It's, I think it's it's almost better than one big exam at the end of the year. Personally, because I, I couldn't I couldn't absorb all that knowledge for one exam. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I just did that for finals, but generally <laughs> I probably I probably would prefer modules. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a lot more pressure if it's all yeah. kind of bundled up to the end. Um so to kinda leave the dental school aside, what is Leeds like as a city?
2: You know what? I'm I'm actually from London, and I didn't know how much I was going to like Leeds when I first came here. But it's genuinely one of my favourite cities ever. Um, it's really compact so the city center the university campus the restaurants the town everything like everything's very very close by i describe it to my family like everything's a three pound uber away Um, (laughs) and i just you can walk everywhere it's lovely it's it's so it's a really nice modern city the student life is genuinely insane obviously we've been deprived of that because of COVID again but (laughs) Generally, it is a really good time to be a student here, um, a night out, a different night out for every single night, which is very cool. I don't think many um, cities or universities have that. Um, and it's just, it's just it, everyone's so friendly up north and it's just a great place to be a student in mm-hmm. my opinion.
1: That's so nice to hear that like you, you do seem like you have like like good vibes about leads um like when you're, when you're when you're talking about it um I've never been personally but um yeah it sounds like a nice place to be um so you mentioned well how much you like Leeds and things um how would you say like the cost of living is like compared to say you've spoken to friends or things like that
2: um it depends what your kind of budget is so mm-hmm. there are um, there's like a main area that sh- most students like non-dentists and just normal students live um and that is Hyde Park and Hyde Park you can get really really nice and cheap uh, places to live but because it's such a popular area there they go really quickly so mm-hmm. you are often left with not so nice not as nice um still livable obviously um (laughs) but yeah for for way cheaper maybe like 80 pounds a week um i lived in hyde terrace which is basically a cop-out it's basically on campus um but because it's so close and because it was a new build with all on suites, etc., it was just a little bit more, I think it was like 120 a week, mm-hmm. but overall you can find anything that you are budgeted for. Like there mm-hmm. will be something for everyone. Um, so it ranges probably from, I would say 70 to about 120 a week, depending on where you want to go, where you want to stay. Um, Living otherwise, um, I mean, food prices, everything like the Sainsbury's and Tesco's, they're pretty much the same as everywhere else. Mm -hmm. But for example, like if you wanted to go for a drink, you could get a nice cheap pint from the university bars for about three pounds. Mm -hmm. and then obviously if you go into town it'd go up to maybe like five pounds right it's not ridiculously cheap it's not like the cheapest place I've ever been Mm -hmm. because it is overall like a city at the end of the day um like cocktails are 10 pounds here in town um it's not massively different from anywhere else Mm -hmm. but it's definitely worth it I would say
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's good to know that piece of advice to kind of get in quick with the accommodation because it will get snapped up.
2: Oh yeah. It's really difficult though because obviously when you're in first year, you kind of, you've only met everyone for the first time. Yeah, maybe like for a month you've known everyone for a month mm-hmm. and then you have to start thinking who you want to live with for the next year so i know one of my friends um she started living with she i mean she basically signed a house in october which is crazy um crazy soon but she got she got somewhere really nice in high park um mm-hmm. so that's the trade-off kind of mm-hmm. early with people that maybe you're not 100 sure about or later with people that you definitely want to live with
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely um it is that sort of dilemma that in like when you're in first year isn't it trying to work out what you're doing for the next year definitely
0: so what made you decide on Leeds
2: um I wanted to be somewhere in a city I wanted a city so Manchester um Leeds and I was also wanting to be away from london i wanted to experience something different i knew if i stayed in london i mean i've lived there my whole life so you know it wouldn't be much of like a student experience Mm -hmm. i wanted that like student life and i wanted that independence and when i came for the open days genuinely everyone was just so lovely up here and the facilities were good it was so modern the actual like dental school is just it's just really warm everyone's just willing to help everyone all your tutors are genuinely so great there's not a bad tutor here in leeds um and i just really i just felt really at home Mm -hmm. so i just thought this would probably be a better fit manchester's great too it's a really big city but it is huge Whereas mm-hmm. Leeds is so compact and everything's nearby, you're never far away. There are so many restaurants, so many quirky restaurants. It's you would never get bored in Leeds.
0: Mm-hmm. And has it lived up to your expectations?
2: One thousand percent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and what's been the best thing?
2: Probably just experiencing a different place and meeting all all my friends up north. Everything's mm-hmm. just been a really good experience and I would 100% recommend Leeds if you're thinking about living in a city and wanting it's, wanting to have a really good student life because it's the student life in Leeds is like second to none. I've never been anywhere like it and I know you wouldn't regret coming to Leeds.
0: I think that's a really good sales pitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so just to tie off everything there Eleanor we just wanted to ask if you had any advice for those that are thinking of applying for dentistry
2: yeah so I would say if you are interested in applying For dentistry definitely make sure that you've done enough work experience because you don't want to jump into a five-year degree and not be sure it's definitely what you want to do i know a couple people in my year have come to you know fifth year and they're like you know what i don't think dentistry is the one for me but i mean i don't know if that's finals pressure or what but i would say definitely get enough work experience make sure it's genuinely what you want to do and also it looks great on your personal statement so it's a it's a win-win really and i'd say as well make sure you know why you're doing it so if it's for money and status it probably may not last as long um because it is it's tough it's a hard degree and you want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons so make sure you always have while you're doing it in the back of your head to motivate you I'd say that's my best advice obviously if you're if you need any help there are loads of dental uh, students on Instagram right now so find some message them ask for their help their advice I've gone through loads of personal statements myself and I'm sure many others would also help so just make sure you you use the resources that you have
1: mm-hmm No, I think that's really good advice. And you've got an Instagram page yourself. Would you be happy if people were to contact you?
2: Yes, of course. Um, It's just Eleanor Scheher underscore dental. That's my dental page. Hit me up if you need any help.
1: (laughs) Perfect.
0: And I think that brings the episode to an end. Um, It's been great to hear about leads and the dental school and what leeds as a city has to offer so thanks again for joining us elena
2: no thanks for having me it's been great it's been a good good chat
0: we are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry
1: and you can follow us on instagram at dental underscore appointment to keep up to date with us
2: but until our next episode bye, bye.